Hello everyone, Landon Morris here, CFXU 93.3 The Fox, back again with another interview. We've been doing a lot of them lately, and uh, there's a reason for it. We want to shine as big a spotlight on artists as we can, but this artist needs no spotlight shone upon them. Uh, today, I'm talking with one of my favorite bands, uh, the lead singer of one of my favorite bands, I should say. They're a band I've raved about on my show, Mix Rhythm, and I've raved about to friends and family incessantly. I have the t-shirt, I've got the CDs, I've got the records, and I've got, uh, I don't know, I had some butterflies in my stomach doing this, tried to power through. I'm interviewing Kiwi Jr. today. Um, I just finished, and it was super, super fun talking to Jeremy Gadet, the lead singer of Kiwi Jr. You may be asking yourself, well, who is Kiwi Jr.? Well, here's... Uh, Here's the little explanation I have off the top of my head. So they're a band. All the members are from Charlottetown, but they formed in Toronto. And they put out their first record in 2019, uh, Football Money. And that's a really incredible record uh, that I love. 2019, they put out Football Money. And then in 2021, they put out Cooler Returns, the first Kiwi Junior record I was a fan for. And this year put out Chopper, um, my favorite record of the year, and uh, an album I think you should really go listen to if you haven't already. It's uh, a wonderful, wonderful record. And uh, they'll be playing a show at the Seahorse Tavern with Nap Eyes this coming December. So get your tickets. Don't miss out on it. And if you're in Charlottetown or the PEI area, they're also playing at Trailside Music Hall. So uh, make sure you go see them while they're out on tour supporting this record with Sub Pop Records. And uh, yeah, without further ado, Kiwi Jr. Landon Morris, 93.3, CFXU The Fox, back once again. This interview is no small feat. Uh, if you've listened on air, you've heard me rant and rave about an album by a little band called Kiwi Jr., I've been well on record saying their new record, Chopper, is my favorite of the year. And today I am joined by Jeremy from Kiwi Jr. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. That's your favorite record of the year? Yeah, it is. It's only trailed by uh, Always and the new Adam Baldwin record. Okay, cool. So I hope uh, I'll go on also on the record and say I'm not just saying that to you, you know. It's uh, truly a fantastic record, uh, and I'd actually like to talk about your approach to this record. So um, compared to Football Money and Cooler Returns, things are more electric, synthy, and uh, dancey even, but uh, the album still retains a sort of mystique, you know? I mean, I, I've read uh, the you guys talk about it as being like a nighttime record, which is definitely the case. So I want to know what the process was for constructing this specific sound for this record. Well, the sound and the songs are a little bit, I mean, they're sort of connected. Um, but the songwriting process was one thing. And then once we got into the studio with Dan and Alex, um, that was a whole other thing. Um, so I started writing the record, um, basically while we were promoting Cooler Returns and, um, <clears throat> yeah, I probably, I, I probably did like one really good demo 
a month or something like that. Um, and then um, sent it to the rest of the guys and, and they would learn the songs. And then eventually we got it to Dan and, and he had ideas. And, um, and when we were in the studio, yeah, it's all hands on deck and just everyone trying to, um, you know, pitch in in any capacity and make everybody, um, make everybody, you know, the goal of making a record when there's like eight people in the room is just that nobody hates it. That's fair. So I guess make every, I was going to say make everybody happy, but I was, I want to change that to just make sure that nobody is really, really mad about the way it sounds. And that's sort of the way that, um, you know, vibes and uh, the sounds uh, that you find on an album uh, come out, in my opinion. It's just make sure that nobody's, nobody absolutely hates it in the room. And then there's usually, <laughs> there's usually, you know, some people who don't like a specific thing, but if they're okay to, you know, concede that for another, another thing, it all balances out, is what I'm saying. Sure, absolutely. And so, are any of you like uh, keyboard players uh, by by trade, or was this synth thing kind of something that just came about and you kind of scrambled to to pick it up as the recording went along? I mean, well, none of us are even musicians by trade. So, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like when I when I wrote the songs, a lot of them were written on keyboard, so I can play like chords, and then Brian is the best keys player in the group. I'm I'm the, probably the worst. Brian is the best one. So he, he probably played most of the keys. Um, I did some, uh, I think actually Mike, Mike played some piano too. And I don't know if Broen actually did, but he was definitely around and uh, had ideas and stuff like that for, for the keys parts. Um, Dan really knows what he's doing uh, on synth. And uh yeah, he taught us a lot, and and now you know Brian plays keys live, and he nails it. He so he's the he's the go to guy. So you mentioned uh, Dan. So for our listeners out there, can you explain uh, who that is and the role he had in the record? Uh, yeah, it's Dan Beckner um, from Handsome Furs, Operators, Wolf Parade, and uh, he produced the album. And he's uh, yeah, he's a great dude, and we were really excited to have him on board. So the first time I heard your name as a band was from uh, Professor Sky's record reviews. He reviewed Cooler Returns and titled the review, uh, WTF is Kiwi Jr. talking about and why is it so good? Have you seen this review? Uh, yeah, our manager found that and sent it to me. I watched it. So he kind of describes your, your writing style as like surrealist um, Bob Dylan. So, I mean, I'm not one for really for comparisons uh, between artists, but I wanted to ask about your writing style. Um, I read that you re were writing these songs kind of at the same time. So how did you approach uh, writing these songs? But I mean, while at the same time making them different from each other. Um, so it didn't just kind of seem like one song, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, they're written at the same time, but, you know, I probably wrote the whole album from like uh, September through to June. So, you know, it's a long time. You have to write 10 songs. Um, yeah, this was the first record where um, I, I didn't rely on old notes or old demos or, you know, old riffs or anything like that. We just started from scratch, um, which was really refreshing. And, you know, you kind of got to... Um, 
use that clean slate in whatever way you wanted. Um, so with this record, I, I, for the most part, wrote from the title down, um, song title first, or even if the song title wasn't there, kind of like the main, you know, if you were in high school, they would call it like your thesis statement. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's totally fair. And and some of these titles um, are really, really interesting, specifically Clerical Sleep uh, and my personal favorite, The Masked Singer. Um, are, do you follow The Masked Singer like as a show or was it just kind of an interesting concept uh, to, you thought you could kind of write about? I've seen it. I don't follow it. Like, I don't know who, <laughs> like, I don't know who wins. Uh, but like um, in Toronto, anyway, there's advertising advertisements for the masked singer all over town like on bus stops and stuff even on like the sides of buses you get like a giant i don't know corn cob costume and you're just like <laughs> what is that and then you realize it says like masked singer on nbc or wherever it's on um yeah that's that song took a long time to write um i didn't know where it was going for a long time because i had all these different ideas i wanted to get in there um but early on, I knew that I wanted to call it The Masked Singer. And um, yeah, the TV show plays into it in a bit, um, you know, just in that way of uh, kind of reality TV and uh, washed up actors or athletes or whoever they've got on there putting on a stupid costume and, you know, trying to do something. Um, and just that, you know, the the artifice and the production of it is just insane. Um so yeah, I knew I wanted to call it the Masked Singer. I also just think that's such a good title. Like they did such a good job of that. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of like the Man in the Iron Mask or something like. <laughs> it's just like it's so like written in stone. Or like you could imagine buying like um like a really old book, <laughs> like first edition, seventeen twenty two, The Masked Singer. And you, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a really good title and I stole it for my selfish reasons. It is absolutely. And I mean, not only with this record, but with uh, even with your last record, um, TV and, and movies kind of seem to be a theme in some of these titles. Um, are you a big movie guy? I don't want to say big movie guy, but I watch I watch movies. I watch <laughs> TV and and, you know, I, I hate to say that like the pandemic affected the record in like a really direct uh, way where I'm like writing about it. But I'll say that, you know, I was probably watching way more TV and movies and, you know, just general capital C content um, over the last two years than I normally would be, I think, if there wasn't a pandemic. So that stuff sort of bleeds uh, over the line a little bit into what I'm doing, I think. Yeah, sure. That that I mean, that makes total sense. And uh, I think that it kind of fits in with with the way you construct songs as well. They all kind of tell um, a fantastic story, like a narrative. Um, what I think of specifically is like the extra sees the film. Um, you paint such a great portrait with that song. There's no question that goes along with this. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. But uh I want to ask you about track two, uh, Parasite 2. So you recently shared a clip on Instagram of an alternate version of that song with uh, auto-tuned vocals, but it didn't make the cut. So I want to know if there were any other new techniques that you tried in the studio that did or didn't make the record uh, in a similar vein to to that. Well, first of all, the Parasite 2 thing was a joke. Like we, 
I just said it, this bridge, like the way we layered the keys under it and stuff, sounds like it could be auto-tuned and it would be like a pop jam. And then I made Alex, our engineer, do it. And we wasted like a half hour getting it right just so that we could laugh at it. And then once we had it, there was a guy or two in in the room who really liked it. And then once Dan got there, we were mixing. I think Dan even really liked it. And he's like, you got to do it. It sounds great. But I couldn't do it. I don't think it worked. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of dumb stuff that you try in the studio. And then you're realizing, then you realize that you're like, wasting all of your money (laughs) (laughs) but that's important you know long days in the studio you got to spice it up and liven the mood maybe throw some auto-tune on throw down like a t-pain verse or something Um, well actually i i got into t-pain's podcast around the same time have you ever listened to that i haven't what does he talk about Oh, he gets lots of good guests on. Like, there's a Tim, uh, not Tim Heidecker, who's the Eric Wareheim guest uh, uh, he, uh, episode where he was a guest. I mean, um, nice. that was good. And uh, he's a funny dude, T Pain. That maybe is where that came from, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, Channel I was sort of into T Pain. Well, I, I think I was sort of into T Pain at the time. I don't know. I want to ask you about your European tour that you recently embarked on. Um, how was that experience for you? Had you traveled very much like out of uh, Canada for music prior to this? Um, well, not really, to be honest, this was our first European trip. Um, it wasn't that long. It was like almost two weeks. Um, it was fantastic. The show's, were so surprising um everyone was so nice they take care of you there you know the rumors are true it's like yeah it's a, a different ball game over there compared to here how uh how so like in terms of crowds have you noticed a crowd difference yeah man like we played belgium on like a sunday and there was like 175 people there. And I'm like, how do this many Belgians know who we are? You know, meanwhile, like, yeah, you tour the States and uh, you might have a Friday night in, I don't know. I don't want to name a particular city, <laughs> but like you might have a, a weekend show in a good music city and there's just other shows happening or, you know, there's a different indie band there every night. So people aren't, you know, um, jumping to get those tickets in but in europe everyone seemed really nice and yeah they showed up it was was humbling sure i mean speaking of crowds and and indie bands you have a show coming up that i'm incredibly excited for two shows coming up back on the east coast at the seahorse tavern and at trailside music hall uh in halifax and charlottetown respectively but uh, this show was supposed to happen a year ago, but uh, a wave of COVID, mostly caused by my university, uh, resulted in the show. Oh, yeah. Being so that's what that's what happened. Yeah. You guys had your ring party. <laughs> and then the Maritimes had to, like, shut down during Christmas and uh, we couldn't go home. And we, yeah, we lost the shows. Yeah. I, uh, I hope you're... 
I hope you're happy. <laughs> I I personally had nothing to do with it, but I mean, the administration can certainly take the blame. But the show is coming up a, a year after to the date, if I'm correct. Uh, have you played many shows on the East Coast as Kiwi Jr.? Because if I remember correctly, you formed in Toronto, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we formed in Toronto. Like, we'd all been living here for a while, I think. So, um, but yeah, we've played um, only like... I'm going to say like two shows as Kiwi Jr. Um, in PEI. Any facts? No, sorry. My dog is going crazy. Can you hear him? Uh, no, but I would love to know his name. It's Angus. And uh, Angus is, uh, I don't know what he wants. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, we've never played Halifax, but we've tried a bunch and we've yeah tried to play a few different um, maritime shows and it's sort of tricky to pull off and make the numbers work. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Christmas is a good time. You can kind of make a little trip out of it and visit the fam and all that stuff. Yeah. So about this show, I mean, um, is it like, is it exciting or, or is it kind of nervous playing, uh, playing this Halifax show? Halifax is fun. That'll be exciting. Um, the Charlottetown one, the last time we played Charlottetown, we had like the worst show ever. Um, and that was like, that was probably right before we signed to Sub Pop. And so like, there was a lot of people out being like, Oh, the band's doing pretty well. Let's see. <laughs> you know. And we come home and just, uh, yeah, we totally missed the kick. And uh, uh, it was a terrible show. And so I'm kind of, you know, I got to redeem myself this time. Hopefully a good show. I'm sure it will be. I mean, you've really been uh, on the ball with the uh, live videos I've seen. And I'm super excited. And tickets are available now if you go to Kiwi Jr.'s website, uh, kiwijr.com slash live. You can find the tickets there. But I want to ask, what's next for Kiwi Jr.? Uh, well, we're just planning dates um, to support the record next year. Um, we're still going to be touring. We're doing a string of West Coast dates with Cloud Nothings in a few weeks. Uh, so we're going from LA up to Seattle and then, yeah, next year we've got some New York and Philly and Northeast States and coming up and a few things. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, where can people find Kiwi Jr. if they want to keep up with you? Well, on all your, uh, you know, social media places, um, you can go to kiwijr.com fantastic website with a fantastic Bandcamp page attached to it if i do say so myself there you go 